Good morning, and welcome to worship here at the First Baptist Church in Lawrence, Kansas. We are glad that you have chosen to join us on this day here in this second Sunday of Easter. We continue in the spirit of Easter, understanding that the risen Christ is not just a celebration for one week, but is a celebration all year. We continue now in Eastertide as we remember the power of that story and how it has shaped us as a church and our own congregation. And so I light the Christ candle, understanding that the, uh, the story that we celebrate on this day is a story of light. It is a story of presence. It is a story of remembering as we gather. It is a way to remind one another that we are not alone. Welcome to worship today. For he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have gotten him victory. He has remembered his steadfast love and faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the victory of our God. Make a joyful noise to the Lord all the earth. Break forth into joyous song and sing praise. Let us worship God. Thank you. 
with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts to the Lord. We lift them up to the Lord. Please uh, greet those around you and take a moment to send a text message or greet someone on the chat and let them know that you're thinking of them this morning. from Psalm 116, beginning in the first verse. I love the Lord because he has heard my voice and my supplications, because he has inclined his ear to me. Therefore, I will call on him as long as I live. The snares of death encompassed me. The pangs of Sheol laid hold on me. I suffered distress and anguish. Then I called on the name of the Lord. O Lord, I pray, save my life. Gracious is the Lord and righteous. Our God is merciful. The Lord protects the simple. When I was brought low, he saved me. Return, O my soul, to your rest, for the Lord has dealt bountifully with you. What shall I return to the Lord for all his bounty to me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. Precious is the sight of the Lord, is the death of his faithful ones. O Lord, I am your servant. I am your servant, the child of your serving girl. You have loosed my bonds. I will offer you a thanksgiving sacrifice and call on the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people, in the courts of the house of the Lord, in your minds, O Jerusalem, praise the Lord. Well, this is the part of the service in which the children can come and get a little bit closer to the screen maybe, so you can kind of pay attention to, to what's going on. This is your special part of the service. Uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about these things today. Do you guys have one of these? You probably have a bunch of them. We have a bunch in our house. These are masks that we wear over our faces when we go outside and we're, when we're around other people that we don't live with. They're uh, part of a way that we keep ourselves and keep uh, other people healthy. 
And, uh, and uh, we have a lot, of, like I said, in our house that we, uh, we, we put on so that we can uh, make sure that we're being safe. But sometimes, I don't know if you've had this experience, but I have. I've gone to a place uh, that I've been around some people and I've seen somebody that I know, but with their mask on them, I don't recognize them. I don't even know who that is. They have to come up to me and say, hey, hey, it's me. Don't you recognize me? And uh, maybe you've had that experience. I know I've, I've seen a couple of a few of you over these last months and you kind of give me a weird look. It's like, I don't know if I know who that guy is because we look different with our masks on, don't we? Well, that's kind of a little bit what was happening in our story from the Bible today. Uh, there was, a, uh, as we have talked about these last couple uh, of weeks, uh, there were a lot of people uh, who were very sad when Jesus died. Uh, remember, they, uh, many people killed Jesus because of the way that he loved others and he took care of others. They didn't like that. Uh, but then he rose again. But not everybody knew that. Not everybody understood what was going on. And so while Jesus was uh, walking one day, uh, he came upon a couple of, of Jesus' friends. And these friends were walking from one place to another place, and Jesus was walking in that same direction, but they didn't recognize Jesus. It's almost like he, he had a mask on, and they couldn't even recognize that it was him. And, and he talked to them, and he uh, prayed with them, and he, he talked to them about the, the Bible and what the Bible meant. And all that time, they didn't even know who it was. And I think maybe there's uh, something similar um, that's going on in our own world. Because see, what happened was when they ended up uh, coming to a place that was uh, where they wanted to spend the night, uh, they, they came and they invited this new friend, who was really their old friend, to come and join them for a meal. And as they sat down at that meal, it's like they could see for the first time, look, this is Jesus. This has been with us this whole time. And so they celebrated that. Not only did they celebrate, but they ran all the way back up that road so they could tell all of Jesus' other friends what they had seen. Well, I think that's kind of like what we're uh, starting to experience in these, these coming days and weeks and months. As we start to, to get around each other a little bit more, we can uh, uh, continue to be safe and wear our masks, but we'll start to, to be around each other and kind of re-remember who everybody is. It's been a long time since you've seen some of your church friends, hasn't it? Uh, but I know some of you came to the, the Easter extravaganza, the Easter egg hunt just a couple weeks ago, and there you were able to see your friends and celebrate with them. Uh, we're going to have a, another big party here in a, a couple few weeks where you can come and you can bring your bike and you could ride safely around uh, in the parking lot. Uh, we're already talking about Vacation Bible School when school is out, uh, a chance to kind of come together and see your church friends and maybe make some new friends. Um, and then we're also talking about, uh, not right away, but here uh, before too long, uh, coming back into worship here in the sanctuary. Uh, and so we'll, we'll be able to, to celebrate, kind of like as those people sat down with Jesus for a meal, we'll be able to all of a sudden see each other and celebrate again. You know, I've missed you guys a lot. I've missed being able to see you all the time. I've missed being able to, to hang out with you here in church and, and around and so uh, I think when I get to, to do that and we get to kind of uh, bring things back to the way they used to be, I'm going to be so excited, kind of like those friends were, and I'm going to run all over the place like they did to say how happy they were that they had seen Jesus. Well, it's good to have this way to worship with you today, and I invite you uh, to continue to worship with us. Let's say a prayer. 
God, as our service continues, we ask that you would continue to, uh, to remind us of how important it is uh, to, to look for you. God, we thank you for the ways that our friends uh, remind us of who you are. And uh, here in our church, uh, we're reminded of, of your love for other people. God, we pray that we would continue to uh, be uh, your servants, that we would continue to uh, listen to what you are teaching us. Uh, in these days, and even as things start to change in the days ahead. In your name we pray, amen. Jesus, walk beside me when the storm clouds hide me. Raise my thoughts above. Jesus, end my sadness. Lift my soul to gladness. Buoyant with your love. Morning comes and joy returns. Lonely times and are ended when one soul is tended. When dark rains are falling, may I know my calling, hearing well your voice. When cold winds are blowing, warm my heart to unbounded by your love surrounded in my times of sorrow when I dread tomorrow I will turn to you in each time of grieving strengthen my being spirit as I live from day to day praying that your care will guide me Jesus walk beside me Well, the Jesus who walks beside us knows our joys, knows our concerns, knows our fears, knows our pains, and knows the things that we bring in celebration. And so I would invite you to do that today. If there are things that you are praying for, uh, maybe something you'd share on the chat, maybe you'd uh, share there in the, the room where you watch just to, to say out loud things that you are praying for. And uh, we would add a few to that uh, list as well. You'll see some of the, the folks that we pray for uh, our own um, um, kind of co-workers uh, throughout the world. Uh, we pray for David Sagar, who serves in India, uh, for Jacqueline Saxon, who serves ABC Churches in Minnesota, 
and Iowa, and then here in town, the first regular missionary church. These are the folks that we uh, know that we serve beside uh, as we do um, the work of gospel. So I'd invite you now with these joys and concerns on your hearts and minds to uh, join me with a, a kind of a word of confession, a word of saying aloud some of the brokenness in our own hearts and in our own lives. Uh, then there'll be a time of silence in which you might continue uh, that work uh, just between you and your Lord. And then uh, we will continue our prayer. So let us now share these words. Merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought Indeed, and by what we have done and what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry, and we humbly repent. Have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Hear the good news. The mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Let us pray. Spiraling, spiraling, spiraling. Lord, so much in these days feels like it is spiraling out of control. We feel like we're on one of those old-fashioned merry-go-rounds in the school playground where all the uh, kids squeeze on and the biggest, strongest boys and girls stand on the ground and run around and around until it gets going and then push it faster and faster and faster, daring those on the inside to hang on. That's what it feels like, pushing into each other, tightening our fingers tight around the metal bars, trying to pull ourselves toward the center where the force won't fling us off, but then spinning and spinning in circles until we are sick. At first, it seemed novel, even fun. Then we just got tired and wanted off. Finally, Lord, we just prayed for it all to end, for the spiraling to stop. Lord, so many of these last months feels similar. So many moments of heroism now feel behind us. Now we just feel sick to our stomachs. So many things that give us grounding, that give us clarity are gone. The people we used to see, the places we used to go, even when we go back now, things are different. And it feels like the very fabric of what we know about the world, about ourselves, about our church, even about you, God, has been torn away from us. With unclarity, our heads spin with questions. Questions of race and justice, from George Floyd nationally to Ontarius Washington Jr. here in Lawrence. With questions of reshaping church from shifts within the church universal to potential changes here in our own congregation with questions of rebuilding physical and social infrastructure 
from conversations about how to pay for changes nationally to how to respond to a local school closing, one filled with children of indigenous families. Even when we try to tighten our fingers around something sturdy and stable and clear, we realize that that thing is simply spinning out of control with us and unseen hands feel like they are pushing us beyond what is safe. We think we hear maniacal laughter in our ears from those that watch from beyond as we turn green. Like those in the throes of grief on that early Easter Sunday morning, we feel lost to the powers of destruction and death and chaos that surround us. Stop it now, we hear a voice cry. This is not right. And whether it's one of the bigger kids on the playground or one of the adult monitors finally noticing what's been happening, a voice comes from outside of the blur. And we hear the sound of a hand slapping the side of the metal bars to slow everything down. Whap, 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 whap. As things slow down, our eyes still haven't focused. Even when the metal stops, the spinning in our bodies has not. Lord, that's what it feels like, perhaps, for many of us. It feels like you have started to make things right again. Vaccines bringing stability. Medical experts suggesting hope. Conversations about bringing back the things that used to feel like normal. Now we know we're not out of the woods. The, the pockets of the country, the parts of the world, variant-led outbreaks mean that there will still be a while before things feel back to normal. But we feel like you have begun to, to bring a clarity, a newness. We've realized how much we've taken for granted. And on the other, other side now, we feel thankful and hopeful. Like the women and men on the other side of the crucifixion, we see how blessed and privileged we were and now we reach out to hold on to hope. It will be a long time before our stomachs feel right again. It feels like our heads will spin for months, if not years. Our fingers still hurt for holding on so tight. And Lord, we know that more than one of us has bumped our heads or been stepped on or bit our tongues or even cracked a tooth. But having experienced the chaos together, we now find ourselves recovering together. And now God, protective kindergarten teacher God, with a strong voice of comfort, wrap your arms around us in love. Look into our eyes to assess the damage. Care for the smallest and the most vulnerable and invite us to do the same. As you stop and notice that some are still spinning, many too terrified to move, embolden us to care for those still in need. Loving, caring God, bandage our wounds. Show us the place to stand so that the world slows its spin. Be the steady and risen Christ we need once again. For you have been for generations, and you were to the first who heard you first speak those words that you taught. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. We tend to think of Easter as a single day. We wear our Easter bonnets, and we eat our Easter treats, and we tell the Easter story, and then we pack it all away to get ready for the next thing. As Matt reminded us this morning, it's still Easter. In fact, Easter tide goes on for 50 days until Pentecost. And beyond that, we are called to be Easter people all the time, proclaiming Christ's death and resurrection, and carrying out our own ministry, modeled after Christ's ministry, welcoming all to our table and breaking bread with those who are most in need of nourishment and community. You can be a part of that ministry here at First Baptist Church by giving your tithes and offerings. You'll see on the screen a few minutes a different, a different ways that you can do that, including giving online and sending a check to the church.
not all creatures here below. Praise God above the heavenly host, Creator Christ and Holy Help us to be Easter people. Help us to always remember that Christ gave his life for each of us and that death could not overcome God's love. Help us to continue to work for the glory of your kingdom, endeavoring to share your love and community with everyone we meet. Amen. Our gospel reading today comes from Luke 24, starting in verse 13. Now on that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and talking with each other about all these things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself came near and went with them, but their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, what are you discussing with each other while you walk along? They stood still, looking sad. Then one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem who does not know the things that have taken place in these days? Jesus asked them, What things? They replied, The things about Jesus of Nazareth who was a prophet mighty indeed in word before God and all people, and how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all of this, it is now the third day since these things took place. Moreover, some women of our group astounded us. They were at the tomb early this morning, and when they did not find his body there, they came back and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the woman had said, but they did not see him. Then he said to them, Oh, how foolish you are, and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have declared. Was it not necessary that the Messiah should suffer these things and then enter into glory? Then, beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them the things about himself in the scriptures. As they came near the village to which they were going, he walked ahead as if he were going on. But they urged him strongly to stay, saying, Stay with us, because it is almost evening and the day is now nearly over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with him, he took bread, blessed it, and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road, while he was opening the scriptures to us? That same hour they got up and returned to Jerusalem, and they found the eleven and their companions gathered together, they were saying, the Lord has indeed risen, and he has appeared to Simon. Then they told him them what happened on the road and how he had been made known to them in the breaking of bread. 
This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. my favorite holiday for as long as I can remember. I have fond memories of waking up early to watch the sunrise with my mom, discovering an Easter basket at my door and searching for eggs around the house with my sister. I was baptized on Easter by my dad. Easter is a day that I gladly wake up early for and help cook the Easter dinner, the Easter breakfast at church, and get ready for the sunrise service. I love the songs of Easter. It just doesn't feel like Easter to me without Christ the Lord has risen today and up from the grave he arose. I love proclaiming the good news about Easter. Easter says that death is not the end of the story, that God's love wins in the end. And that is great and wonderful news. But this year more than ever, I am reminded that the resurrection story does not take away the pain and the suffering in this world. Easter is here, yet almost three million people have died from COVID-19 across the world. Easter is here, 
but police brutality continues and mass shootings are once again on the rise. Easter is here, yet relationships remain broken and some people are no longer welcome home because of changes in belief or declaring who they love. Easter is here, yet mental illness and domestic violence have been named pandemics within a pandemic. Easter is here for the second year and masks and social distancing remain. While the resurrection is good news, suffering and hardships continue to be present in the world, and sometimes hope is hard to find. It continues to be part of this already but not yet reality of the Christian faith. Jesus has already risen from the dead, but that does not extend to the rest of us yet. Love has already conquered death, but that does not yet erase suffering from the world. Jesus has said the kingdom of heaven is here, but is, it is not yet fully realized as injustice and oppression continue. Even though we are Easter people, resurrection people, we live in this tension of already but not yet. In the story today, two of Jesus' followers go on a walk, and they do not know how to make sense of this already but not yet. They don't understand why Jesus died, and they don't know what to think of this empty tomb some of their friends have discovered. In my readings this week, I discovered that many scholars propose that it was a couple, a man and a woman, that were walking to Emmaus. And for the first time, I could see myself in this story. It was no longer Jesus talking to two men. Jesus could have been having this conversation with me as I was processing my feelings about life and death and trying to figure out how my belief systems had changed with these events that had taken place. And so I would like you to imagine with me that you are the unnamed person walking to Emmaus. You thought that Jesus was the guy. He had spoken with such authority. He had healed so many people. Surely he must be the one to save Israel. Yet Jesus died. And now, three days later, his body is nowhere to be found. And there are stories that he is alive, but you don't know what to make of it. You are heartbroken and confused. Passover is done, and the teacher you have followed for months, maybe years, is gone. And so you leave Jerusalem and begin the journey home. And on that journey, you talk and debate with your walking companion about what had happened and try to make sense of Jesus' death and this empty tomb. And as you are walking, a man approaches and starts walking alongside of you and asks what you are discussing. You stop walking. Your sad body sinks deeper into despair. How could this man not know what had happened? Everyone is talking about it. How could be he be unaware of the events of the past few days? And how can you find the words to describe your sorrow and confusion to this oblivious stranger? Thankfully, your walking companion, Cleopas, finds words and begins to speak, explaining to the stranger about this man named Jesus. When Cleopas finishes, this stranger actually seems to know what's going on all of a sudden, and he has some things to say. The NRSV translation says the man said, how foolish you are, how slow of heart. But this might not be the strong rebuke that it comes across as in English. Foolish in this case might be referring to a lack of understanding of the scriptures, a naivete, 
Scholar David Jeffrey says it might be like an exasperated teacher telling their students, you sweet dummies, when are you going to get it? So after expressing this frustration, the stranger goes on to explain how all of scripture and Jesus' teaching points to Jesus' suffering. And as he explains and teaches, you keep on walking. Perhaps hearing and seeing connections from the prophets to this man, Jesus, you followed for the first time. And all of a sudden, you are at Emmaus, where you and your companion were going to stay for the night. You turn and head to town, and the stranger you have been learning from and talking to acts as if he is going to keep walking. But night is coming, so like a good, hospitable Jew, you insist that he stays the night with you. You sit down at the table to eat together, and the stranger blesses, breaks, and shares the bread. Then you finally see it. It's Jesus, your beloved teacher. And then, poof, he's gone. You look at amazement with your companion, wondering, how could you have missed it before? Of course this was Jesus. Only he could have said and explained these things in such a way. And forget that you are exhausted and have been traveling all day. You don't walk, but you run back to Jerusalem, all seven miles, to share with the disciples that Jesus is indeed alive. What a day. For months, we have been reading about Luke. And again and again, we have stories of the disciples just not getting it. They try. Every once in a while, there's a brief aha moment, but they quickly fade. Jesus predicted his death multiple times, but his followers were completely shocked when he died. He predicted his resurrection, but they didn't know what to make of the empty tomb. And so the resurrected Jesus comes alongside his confused followers once again on this road to Emmaus. Why they couldn't see Jesus, I don't know. But perhaps it was so Jesus could walk alongside them as they processed their feelings and thoughts. Jesus asked them what they were talking about. He saw their body language, their downcast faces. He gave them space to name their hopes for this man they followed, their grief over his death, and their confusion from an empty tomb. He walked alongside them as they continued to process aloud what had happened. He listened to them. And then he spoke. He was understandably frustrated. Jesus is human after all. When would these people get it? He had laid it out so many times before. But after expressing a brief moment of frustration, he patiently explained it all again in greater detail. They didn't understand the good news of the resurrection yet. They didn't believe it yet. But Jesus didn't condemn them. He didn't say, now you had your chance. I explained this five times. I'm not going to explain it a sixth. No, Jesus met them where they were at, on that road to Emmaus. And Jesus walked with them as they processed the events of the past days. And he explained Jesus' suffering to them again, once more. Today, Jesus continues to meet us and walk with us where we are on our journeys. Jesus walks with you. Jesus walks with you even if you aren't sure what you believe anymore, 
If you are having doubts or questions about your faith, Jesus doesn't condemn, but walks right alongside you. Jesus walks with you as in as anxiety or depression, social media, maybe friends, family, or teachers tell you lies about your worth, identity, and belovedness. Jesus walks with you and wants to be the voice of truth in your life. Jesus walks with you when you are grieving over death or broken relationships. Jesus wants you to know that you are not alone, and Jesus continues to walk with you. Jesus walks with you when days are good, when the sun is shining and things just feel right. Jesus walks with you and maybe does a little skip to celebrate your good day. Jesus walks with you when you've hit another pandemic wall, when you don't know if you can handle another Zoom meeting, when you are exhausted of having to think about how to protect yourself and your family, your students, your coworkers from this virus. When you just want to see your family and friends and give them a hug, Jesus walks with you, wearing a mask, staying a safe six feet apart, but he's still there. Don't you worry. Jesus is walking with you. Jesus walks with the exhausted caretakers, the empty nesters, impatient parents, energetic kids, and teenagers who are exploring who they are. Jesus walks with each of them. Jesus walks with you whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, whether you have good grades in school or are barely getting by, whether you have money in the bank or are struggling paycheck to paycheck, Jesus is walking with you. Jesus walks with you whether you're black, white, indigenous, Asian, Hispanic, whatever race you are, Jesus is walking with you. Jesus walks with you whether you're queer or straight, whether you have everything figured out or nothing. And even if you don't feel it, even if you don't realize it, like the two people walking on the road to Emmaus, Jesus is walking with you right now where you are. Jesus walks with you, and whenever you're ready, Jesus is there to hear all the thoughts spinning in your head and the hard emotions you are carrying in your heart. Jesus is journeying with you. Some days it is easy to believe that Jesus walks with us. And some days it is hard. But that is one of the reasons why God gave us the church. To walk alongside each other, to hold each other up when it gets too hard to go alone, to celebrate when life is good, to sit and cry with each other when life is hard, and to remind each other of God's promises and our belovedness. As a church, we are called to walk alongside each other just like Jesus walked with the people on the road to Emmaus. We don't have to have it all figured out, and maybe it's better that we don't, so we can ask questions, ponder answers, and discover God together. We can be a patient, listening presence in each other's lives, reminding one another that there is goodness and love in this world, that we are not alone, that Jesus is walking with us. This week, I invite you to be on the lookout for how you can walk with at least one person on their journey this week, especially those that might be feeling like they are walking alone right now. It doesn't have to be anything big. It could be as simple as a text message, a phone call, a card. Maybe you notice a friend has been writing posts on Facebook that are indicating they're struggling with something. So you send them a message saying, hey, 
We haven't talked for a long time, I know, but it seems like you might be going through something hard. And I see you, and I'm here for you to pray, to give encouragement, to listen if you need it. And it could change their day. Perhaps you try a new recipe, and it accidentally makes a serving of 10, and there are just two of you, so you share it with a neighbor. Or maybe you literally go on a walk with someone for the first time in months, enjoying the spring weather together and getting to know each other once again, hearing where they are in their journey, what their feelings and thoughts are about whatever is happening in their life. So let's pray together that God opens our eyes. Risen Christ, thank you for walking with us for always being by our side, whether we realize it or not. Open our eyes and hearts to see how we can walk alongside others this week. Amen. So now it's a time of invitation. If you want to say, hey, I want to walk with Jesus while Jesus is walking with me, and I would really like to walk with the people in this church, There's an opportunity for you to click on the link in the chat if you're watching live and can access that. You can also go on our website and click on a link to let us know that you're interested in becoming a part of this church. It's hard in this virtual world to know if you're new and watching, but we are excited that you are here and we want to walk alongside you in your faith journey. So please let us know where you are at and that you want to be a part of this church with us. We are excited and welcome that you are here. on the roadway, unknown companion walks with his own. When they invite him as fades the first day, and bread is broken, Christ is made journey bread 
Bread of compassion, open our eyes. Grant us your vision, set all hearts burning, that all creation with you may Well, it may be after Easter, but we still have a lot going on. Today, the two-way conversation over Zoom resumes at 12.30. ABY, 6th through ninth graders are meeting at 2, and then we have Reshape tonight. This coming Saturday, we're going to be having a virtual agape meal, so be on the lookout for information about ingredients that you can purchase and a link so we can cook together through Zoom. And lastly, there are some big things for you to put on your calendar for April 25th. It is our quarterly business meeting at 12.30, and then I would like to personally invite you to my ordination and installation service, which will be at 3. Um, this is the final step in my education and ordination process to say, yes, she is called and she is here, and I'm just so excited to be here with you. And so I'd like to invite you to put 3 p.m. on April 25th on your calendars to join us virtually for the service. So now, as we leave today, hear the good news. Wherever you are, Jesus walks with you. And may you be the good news to others. May the Holy Spirit guide you with peace, love, and wisdom throughout this week, and especially as you are on the lookout for ways to walk with others throughout the week. Amen. <laughs>